welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And today we're going to continue with our Halloween mini-sodes, and we're also going to continue with our third and final question on German expressionist films from the 1920s. Today, Allison's going to ask me a question. Yeah, okay, so we have talked about Nosferatu before, about how he's a phantom, and also relating him to, like, disease and everything. But there is another interpretation, which is that he is, like, a symbol for World War One, which obviously took place, like, right before the movie was made. So, yeah, tell me about that. Okay, so, obviously, all of the people who were in this film, including the director, F.W. Murnau, were affected by the First World War. I mean, everyone in Germany was. One could even argue that Stoker, in 1897, when he wrote the book, was thinking about perhaps a coming war because it was on everyone's minds back in the late 1800s and early 1900s was it was only a matter of time before these great powers were going to go to war again because there were so many different ideologies and they were all competing for colonies and all of this stuff that was going on at the time. But if we just stick with the film, sure, you can make a movie based on a book about Dracula and just sort of stick to the book, which F.W. Murnau does a really good job. Nosferatu is very faithful to the book. But at the same time, he can throw in metaphors and references to the First World War, which had just ended and Germany was in a really bad state in 1920. The British blockade had cost many, many lives. People were starving. The German mark was basically worthless. What are some of the aspects of this movie that connect to World War One? Well, I think that the character of Ellen, who's the Mina character in this story, she's a manifestation, you could say, of Germany itself. Germany at the time was a highly industrialized nation, but a lot of people don't realize this because they tend to confuse World War One with World War II. There weren't no Nazis in World War One. It wasn't like that. It was a war really over colonies, countries asserting themselves, wanting to emerge from the war as a more dominant global power. Germany was one of the most progressive countries in the world at the time. The Social Democratic Party was very strong and they were battling Bismarck, who was the chancellor of Germany for many years. And they were able to get a lot of social programs through that the United States didn't have at that time. So they had health care, they had good pensions, they had all kinds of really good workers' rights at that time. It's a very progressive way ahead of its time country. The problem was that Germany had formed an alliance with the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which was a very backward, absolute monarchy led by Franz Joseph and crumbling empire at the time was, uh, that was Germany's ally. And so, and of course we know that the assassination of Franz Ferdinand was the trigger for World War One? So one way of interpreting Nosferatu is that the vampire Nosferatu, Count Orlok, Count Dracula, really is supposed to be Franz Joseph, the leader of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And through his old archaic ways, he's sort of a ball and chain around progressive modern industrialized Germany and sort of brings them down. There's that famous scene where his uh, Nosferatu's hand as a shadow comes over Ellen's heart. He has an illusion, sort of like he's ripping the heart out of her chest in this very classic example of German expressionism. Of course, the second to last scene where he's draining her of blood is symbolic of the decimation of, of an entire generation of young men, young German men. So they were bled white by this war, just like what you see when Nosferatu's draining her of blood. And then the last thing you see in the film is Nosferatu's destruction, which of course comes via the sun coming up, right? So we think that the sun, based on vampire folklore, which of course is what's going on in the film, the sun is destroyed 
destroying Nosferatu the vampire. But another read on that can be the rising sun is an example of progress. It's the next day. So it's a way of saying that the only thing that really killed these old archaic ways was progress. The advancement of time brought an end to these absolute monarchies and these rulers like Franz Joseph. So that's a way of interpreting the film as an example of metaphors that can be interpreted as an expression not only of vampirism and a horror film, but also the horrors of war. So that's my answer to Allison's question. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, continuing our Halloween minisodes, and we're going to come up with a different theme for the next three days. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.